Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 482. I think, uh, you know, let's go make a difference, Mark. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jump start a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jump start any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Rico Macareg. Rico, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. Let's do it, Mark. All right. And I know that you're sitting in sunny Florida right now at Amelia Island. I'll tell our listeners before I get started, Rico is nice enough to take his iPad outdoors and show me his view from his room, and I'm very jealous. <laughs> Looks like you're having fun. We absolutely are here. There's a lot of beautiful uh, classic cars here. Oh, yeah, a beautiful event. Awesome, awesome. Rico Macareg is a recognized creative expert in marketing, advertising, and public relations, and he currently leads the marketing division of Automobili Lamborghini America. He and his team drive the brand strategy of the global iconic brand for 35 Lamborghini dealers across Canada, the U.S., Mexico, Chile, and Brazil. Previously, Rico worked at Audi, and he spent a decade of service to the U.S. government and the Navy. Thank you for your service, by the way. He is the co-chair of the Leadership Council with Miriam's Kitchen, focused to end chronic homelessness, and he's an advocate with the Semper Fi Fund. Very cool. So, Rico, once again, thank you for your service to our country. I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment to share a little bit more about your career and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Absolutely, Mark. And uh, thank you so much for having me today. I'm very excited to uh, be able to be on Cars Yeah. You're welcome. I think, uh, you know, I have a, an interesting story. I was uh, fortunate enough to serve uh, eight years active duty in the U.S. military and served a couple years after that working with the Department of Defense um, in the uh, Navy Exchange uh, Service Command, and then going on to work with Audi, and then here I am at uh, Lamborghini. It seems like it uh, truly was a, a Lamborghini ride uh, getting here today. You know, it's exciting for me to be here because, you know, I've always looked at automobiles as, it's something that's provided a solution and, uh, you know, something that's provided solutions to problems. It's helped families get back and forth, you know, a little bit more interesting about my particular story. 
uh, as growing up as a child of uh, a single mother of three boys. But, uh, you know, I'm excited to be here with Lamborghini. We are moving in a great direction. We just uh, recently, this past year, have announced the green light for the Lamborghini SUV program. So it's a very exciting to be part of Lamborghini in the direction that we are uh, moving in. Well, it's a mark that I have loved and lusted after for many, many years, both the old cars and the new cars. And I caught wind of this new SUV, which is very interesting. And Maybe we'll get a chance to learn a little bit about that. But as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. It's some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. And it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Rico, grab the wheel of that Lamborghini and go. I think, uh, you know, let's go make a difference, Mark. And that has been something that uh, has been my mantra. It's kind of been Rico's tagline. If you look at uh, Rico from a brand and you ask anybody what my tagline is, uh, let's go make a difference is one of them. It's actually the tagline, rather. The exciting thing about it is making a difference can be as small as putting a smile on somebody's face. Walking here through uh, Amelia Island with all the hustle and bustle here at the uh, beautiful Ritz-Carlton, I was walking through the, uh, the front doors and this lady named Nora opened the door for me and she said, good morning, have a nice day. And I stopped for a second. I turned to her and said, Nora, thank you. You have a nice day, too. And the smile that put on her face, I can definitely tell that my Let's Make a Difference goal was a success. Obviously, going to the extreme spectrum of Lamborghini and being able to work with this awesome brand, I am fortunate enough to work with a team of recognized professionals that are dedicated to elevate the brand image of Lamborghini and really being able to connect with prospects but also fans of Lamborghini and, and people like myself who grew up loving Lamborghini and the icon imagery of the, the scissor doors for us. And so being able to make a difference on that level is something that uh, my team and I are empowered uh, to do every day. You know, I love that. Let's make a difference. What an awesome way to go through life, but an awesome mantra. Kind of is akin to what I'm doing here at Cars Yeah, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, inspiring other people by talking to very inspirational people like you who want to make a difference in people's lives. And what's really great about your story is, you know, someone that helped you with the door. You changed her day, just her perspective. You turned the key a little bit there, to use a car pun, if I may, and put a big smile on her face. So awesome, awesome way to go through life, Rico. Very, very cool. Would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment when you look back in your life, maybe when you're a little boy, when you really knew that you were a car guy? Yeah, obviously leading up to this opportunity to sit with you, Mark, and talk a little bit about my experience, I uh, have listened to a couple of your podcasts from previous guests, and it's just it truly is fascinating, the stories of the guests that you've had uh, through the 480 or so, I think it was. Yep. It's truly a lot. And I think for my story and my car guy story is really, I remember, you know, my mother being a single mother and raising three boys. And for many listeners out there, they understand exactly where I'm going with this story is we all wanted to do three different things at three different times. But the car that my mom purchased and she worked so hard for provided solutions to so many of those problems. And I think we really look at the evolution of the automobile and where at one point it was a solution to getting from A to B, you know, whether it's getting from the house to the church or from the house to school or longer distances. And as we look through the history of the automobile, it's truly evolved. 
it has evolved to that uh, solution provider for the mother single of three, uh, you know, boys. It's provided uh, an ambulatory care in the event of an emergency. It's when I was serving in the military, it protected me and my guys when we were, you know, uh, serving in, in uh, foreign countries. It uh, provides that that intrinsic excitement and that child smile on your face when you're creating full track laps in a Lamborghini Aventador through Circuit of the Americas in Austin. Ooh. You know, so I think for me, that's where really the excitement of uh, the automobile and my journey has gone is uh, I know about Lamborghinis. I know enough about cars. Uh, but I think for me, it's more of the excitement and the thrill and what that automobile actually does for that person is what really gets me excited. Yeah, makes sense. I understand completely. And bless your mom for uh, corralling three boys by herself. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she had her hands yep. full. <laughs> He absolutely did have her hands full. And again, you know, none of the three of us wanted to do anything the same by any means. One had football, one had soccer, one had karate. And, uh, you know, naturally, when you get three boys that all turn 16, they all want their own car. Uh, so it was definitely an exciting uh, thing in our house. But uh, the automobile really, really held a lot of it together. Yeah, I bet. So, Rico, what I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood and. Have you share a huge challenge or even better, a great failure that you faced along the way in your career? But the really important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that particular situation? And even more important, what did it teach you so you could move forward? You know, when I was in the military, Mark, I, um, I encountered an experience where I was sent to captain's mask, which is a non-judicial punishment for breaking the rules, per se. This is something that happened to me at a very early, a younger age, rather, in my military service. And while, while the violation that I broke wasn't anything that endangered or harmed anybody, it wasn't anything reckless, um, it was still something that I had to accept. And I was absolutely devastated. I had always been an above-average sailor with uh, exemplary performance um, and commendations. And it was really a tough situation for me to be in as I was seen a leader in my military community. I was mentoring other sailors. And, uh, you know, I went to Captain's Mass and uh, the commanding officer who rendered his award, as they would so call it, found me guilty for uh, it, it was sleeping on the job. That's really what it was. I was sleeping on the post. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as silly as it might sound, it still was a violation. And as silly as I thought it was. You know, it really taught me actually quite a great deal of things. It taught me, one, you know, being able to accept responsibility, uh, but two, being able to persevere. And oddly enough, the captain that gave me this captain's mask is actually a dear friend of mine now, has written me two letters of recommendations uh, and also wrote me a letter of recommendation into graduate school and, ha you know, has been a leader of mine and somebody that I've looked up to. And I really use that in my automotive you know, life and really being able to take those times of defeat, whether it was at work or whether it was uh, something with Lamborghini or something with Audi or in my previous roles. But really, you know, take take the decision that was made, whether it's something I agreed with or not, but find a way to persevere and continue to push through. And uh, it's definitely been something that I've always been very grateful for. Absolutely. You know, that's one of the tremendous things about serving in the military is you get to learn so much and it, it's such a life lesson for you. And I appreciate you sharing a really personal story with us. And I'll bet you that's the last time that you ever did that. 
for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely was the last time that I fell asleep at work, but I learned from it, and it's really helped me throughout my years uh, to really, you know, shape me the man and the and the marketer that I am today, and who I'll be tomorrow. Absolutely, and great that that uh, commanding officer or the officer above you uh, became went on to become a friend and a mentor and so forth. Absolutely spectacular. Let's shift gears here, Rico, and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I like to call a aha moment in your career. It's it's one of those times when the, the headlights pop up and kind of illuminate your way to a new direction or a new goal that you had. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. You know, uh, it's funny enough, I have had a, a desire to go to graduate school for the past uh, couple of years. And... Um, I applied to the George Washington University for a master's program and was turned down. And I, uh, again, you know, I, I, I looked at my resume and I looked at all the things that made up who Rico was as a professional and as a person and a contributor to society. And I couldn't understand it. I couldn't quite understand it. And, you know, it was a conversation with uh, a mentor of mine that really brought me back to memory lane of that one time that I was faced with that, you know, adversity or that decision where I was, uh, you know, awarded that punishment. And while this wasn't necessarily in the same level of, of scale, it still kind of put me in the same position of I can either choose to accept this and dwell on it or I can own it and persevere through it. And so, you know, for me, it really flipped that switch and I continue to persevere and I continue to push through. Uh, happily now, I can report that I am uh, currently enrolled at the Georgetown University. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. And so I go to uh, McDonough School of Business full time in the executive MBA program. So I, I balance my uh, school studies along with uh, running the uh, brand of a car company. And I've got a great team to support me. But, you know, these aha moments, while they might have mostly affected my personal life, I carry them every day at work. The decisions we make at Lamborghini, the decisions we made at Audi of America today and for the future of the brand are really those are the ones that we've persevered. You know, when my team and I get together and we look at strategy and a long term vision and we hit those roadblocks, we just break those bricks down and we find ways to get through them. And that's definitely one of the more prouder things about being able to lead a real group of professionals with uh, Automobili Lamborghini. Very cool. Well, great segue here. You mentioned being proud. My next question has to do with proudest career business moments. I would assume you've had many. You're, you're a young man, but you've been through so much already. And, and uh, another congratulations to grad school, by the way. What is a, a proudest moment for you in your career to date? Absolutely, absolutely. And thank you again uh, for the compliment. I think for me, one of the proudest moments in my career kind of goes back to when I worked for the Navy Exchange. This was after the military. I worked for an organization called the Navy Exchange, which is a retail company. Think of your Macy's, your Target, and your Best Buy all under one roof. And it's on a military base, accessible and convenient for military members to shop. One of my most proudest moments uh, in business is really being able to reshape the customer experience for the Navy Exchange in the sense that the Navy Exchange and its employees were not simply checking people out at a, at a, at a counter or putting, putting items on a shelf for uh, a restock. 
um, not selling, you know, washers and dryers, but really taking that experience and providing a face and a heartbeat and, and, and a breath to it in terms of our customers and how we were treating them. Uh, you know, I'm very proudly to say that the Navy Exchange had a, has adopted a program called Premier uh, Customer Service, which, again, might seem silly, but when you look at serving that audience of our men and women who have served in the military, they deserve that utmost respect, and they deserve that utmost uh, customer experience. And so, for me, my proudest moment is working with that organization, but really embodying it with the, with the staff at the retail level, so being able to have you know, associates, 300 to 500 associates trained and really living and breathing what premier customer service was. Translating it to how I, how I experience it now with Lamborghini is all of my marketing team, we, we talk about not marketing, but the Lamborghini experience. What does that Lamborghini experience look like when, when Mark goes into Lamborghini Bellevue or when, uh, you know, Mark joins us on the track for an Esperienza? Is he getting that full Lamborghini experience? And not just the car, but everything from the from the espressos at our event to the collezione that happens to be there, the the chairs that are brought on to our different events, and that whole 360 experience. And so every day here at Lamborghini, our team strives not just marketing, not just putting really fancy things together on a digital piece and sending it to a client, but really, what is that emotional connection? And what does that look, listen, and feel like for the recipient? And so for me, as I look at my proudest business moment, is I was able to do that with the Navy Change and also bringing that into where Lamborghini's going in the future. Very cool. Very nice tie-in, too. And, you know, I've been to many of those types of experiences for Porsche now, BMW, uh, Bentley. I got to spend a day driving Bentleys at speed and around a racetrack. That was pretty cool. Ford, Jaguar. I've never done it with Lamborghini. Now that would be cool. I'll drop a little hint for you for an imitation someday. But um, but I think you're right. When you go and experience these types of things from whether the dealer or at the track in an experience, every little detail matters. And uh, it seems like you guys have it all figured out. So very cool. Great story. I love it. Now let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special car? And maybe you could share a memory you have with that vehicle. You know, Mark, uh, as you alluded to a little earlier, I, um, I I like to think I'm younger. Some might people think I'm a little older, but uh, from this side of the table, you're a young guy, dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, uh, my my very first car uh, it was a 1983 Chevy Blazer. Hey, cool. And, uh, you know, being a Pacific Northwest guy, let me tell you, that car was the key to my freedom. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of fun and special moments for me in that car were, were definitely taking that car four-wheeling uh, up there in the beautiful Pacific Northwest in the Kitsap County area. But more importantly, it was really hanging out with my brothers. It was being able to cart my younger brother Robbie and my younger brother Jordan around and really get to have that time, you know, I kind of talked a little bit about in the beginning segment of of what I thought the automobile was, and for me, it was that opportunity for me to create those special moments for me and those guys, you know, whether we were going to the lake to go swimming or going to Crystal Mountain to go snowboarding, uh, you know, that's kind of what it was for me. I have a different first really special car moment than some other people. 
but I think for me, I'll never forget uh, that 1983 Chevy Blazer. It was the two-tone. It was the white on top with the blue on the lower side there. It was the coolest car, I'll tell you that. I loved it. Yeah, the, those are cool. Those are excellent. I actually got to take a Chevy Blazer down into Mexico all the way to the tip of Baja and then back up for a kind of a month-long surfing trip kind of thing back when I was in high school. So uh, they hold a special place in uh, my heart as well. They saved me from many, uh, many a situation down in Baja, California, getting stuck on beaches and stuff like that. So <laughs> <laughs> very cool. I like it. But how about sell- cool. yeah? How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've owned that you let go that you wish you had back? You know, there's uh, there is one that I have not sold, but it's kind of an interesting story. Uh, I have a uh, 2015 899 Panigale made by Ducati. Okay. And I love this bike, Mark. I absolutely love it. it is it's the pinnacle of all sport bikes for me. You know, I've had previous bikes in the past, and this is kind of, this is that one unicorn for a guy like me that it's like, you've done it, you're doing good. And while I don't have uh, seller's remorse, I do have heartache because I actually am in the process of selling that motorcycle. No, stop. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, as a, from an old guy to a young guy, okay? And I've had <laughs> 481 guests on before you. Don't sell the bike. I don't care why you're selling it. It doesn't matter. I can tell there's some passion there. Stop the transaction, whatever you have to do, because you're going to regret it. I can tell you right now. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, for me, it's it's put me in a pickle. I bought the bike brand new. And, uh, you know, with school, traveling, working, I, I, I've literally put 400 miles on this bike in probably the eight months I've owned it, Mark. Yeah. And, you know, I've come to the decision I can either A, let this beautiful super street bike or sport bike rather sit in the garage, or B, I could find somebody else who would equally appreciate this bike as I do, and then just hopefully get another one next year when I finish uh, Georgetown and uh, get a little bit of the travel under control. All right. Well, well, you know, I, I understand where you're coming from. So here's what I would suggest. Again, an old guy to a young guy who's been there and done that because, uh, when I got back into riding bikes, I bought a Ducati Monster, I bought an MV Agusta F4, and I'm sorry to say I let those bikes go after a while, but here's the key. When you sell that bike, first right of refusal to buy it back. That way, you can get it back when you're ready. There you go. That's actually a good point. Maybe I'll make sure I work that into the bike deal. Put it into the uh, sales agreement, and that way, when he's ready in a year or two or whatever, at least you can get the bike back, and you hopefully he's taking good care of it uh, while you've been uh, busy with your school and so forth. So understood, understood. Now let's talk about current projects. I know when I talk to representatives of car companies, there's certain things that you can't share. I get that. So, But maybe there's something you can share with where Lamborghini's going in this new year. You talked a little bit about the SUV. I remember years ago with the LM002. In fact, I had a friend up here in the Northwest that had one. That vehicle was kind of SUV-ish. It was kind of crazy and wild, too. But what's Lamborghini doing today that you can share with our listeners to get them really excited and that has you and your team excited and fired up? Absolutely, Mark. You know, the, the exciting thing about Lamborghini is is we are we are focused on the five-year plan and beyond. And, uh, you know, obviously the Lamborghini SUV, uh, which has kind of grown to the name of Urus, 
uh, is something that we're definitely working on, and we're very excited about that coming to the market uh, probably next year, the possibly the year after. We should start seeing at least some of the the tour models of that car. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're very excited about that. We also have just recently launched the uh, Lamborghini Huracan. 580-2, the rear-wheel drive model of this uh, beautiful car. So, you know, for us, it's exciting for us to focus on the 580-2 model in the sense that this is a, a new model for Lamborghini. It's at a, a different price point, so we're looking at uh, low 200s for this particular model. But more importantly, the characteristics of the drive of this car and it being a rear-wheel drive car uh, is something that's very exciting uh, the Huracan has been uh, very successful for us in the Lamborghini brand in the sense that it has really been dubbed the everyday Lamborghini. Uh, Lamborghini's kind of had this idea behind it that these cars were built for the track or they were just built for the weekend. But, you know, we are working very hard with our production and our R&D to look at creating cars that are more for the everyday driver as well as being equally mean on the uh, track. Uh, so definitely focus on that. Um, this past week or this past two weeks ago, we also unveiled the Lamborghini Centenario, which is uh, a, a beautiful car and uh, something that pays tribute and homage to our founder, Mr. Fruccio Lamborghini and his 100th birth year. So we've got, a, we've got a lot of things that we're focusing on now. I can tell you that uh, uh, be ready. Lamborghini is focused, and we have some things that are coming out in the next couple of years that are very exciting. Uh, we we were successful in the Lamborghini America region to uh, sell 1,009 units, which wow. is uh, yeah, absolutely. It's quite a it's quite a lot, and uh, but more importantly, it's a testament of the market and the um, the trust that the buyers have in the Lamborghini brand and the direction that we're going in. How exciting. Well, these new cars that you've come out with are spectacular. I follow on social media and people I know that have them and uh, people that have driven them and use them as maybe not an everyday go grocery getter, but they drive them a lot more often than they maybe drove their past Lamborghinis. So uh, you guys are on a great quest. We had a uh, really cool opportunity last year where we actually loaned a car to an automotive publication, Mark, and we gave them two rules. Return it within 30 days and don't put anything more than 5,000 miles on this car. And they did exactly that. They drove exactly 5,000 miles in a Huracan and gave it to us back in a month. But what we really got out of that, Mark, was the fact that they took this car to the baseball game. They took it camping. They took it snowboarding. They took it to drop their kids off at school and then get groceries and all those other things that kind of dispelled the uh, previous idea of what a Lamborghini was. Yeah. So exciting. I love it. Well, next time you need someone to drive one 5,000 miles, you've got my address. Just drop it off and I'd be happy to do that for you. So <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm, sure we can, uh, I'm sure we can work something out. <laughs> there we go. Sounds like fun. All right, now here's a very introspective question for you, Rico. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? You know, I think for me, I would be the Centenario, the Lamborghini Centenario, the one that we just unveiled in uh, Geneva in uh, naked carbon fiber form. You know, I think obviously the car itself is a beautiful Lamborghini. Um, You know, that's kind of the essence of our brand is elegance and 
sharp lines and very fast looking cars. But I think really for me, Mark, is peeling the onion back is what does that car stand for? You know, the car stands for a gentleman by the name of Ferruccio Lamborghini, who 100 years ago set out, was born in this world and said, I'm going to take this world by storm. And, you know, started a car company in the 60s when another gentleman told him that he wasn't uh, good enough with his product. Uh, we all know who that guy is. Oh, yeah. You know, so the Centenario is really uh, the, the definition of defying barriers and defying gravity in, in all forms. And so I think for me, you know, when I look at, you know, who do I perceive and who would I manifest into a car is I, I embody that vision. I, I embody when someone tells me no uh, with, with certain due respect, right, regard to respect is finding a way to say yes or finding a way, finding a way to turn no's into yeses. My being able to see strategically down in the future is really what's gotten me here uh, to work for this amazing car company in such a short amount of time in this world. I don't claim to know it all. I don't think Ferruccio Lamborghini did either. But what I do claim is to have an open mind. And what I do claim is to love to learn and to evolve as a person. And uh, I, I imagine that he did the same as is how you know we were able to be so successful today. Absolutely. Well, see, that's why I like that question so much. It brings out some very interesting, cool responses. All right, Rico, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to carsyad.com and get a free copy of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to carsyad.com, click on the free book button on the home page, and download your filler up book today. It's free at carsyad.com. Okay, Rico, we are back and we're entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give us some very quick Lamborghini blips of the throttle. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I would say the best automotive advice I've ever received is uh, trust the work you do yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. I like to think that I uh, trust the work I do myself, but I also uh, like to trust my team and other people as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Yes, absolutely. I think uh, you know, going back to what I previously just said is trusting my team, whether it's uh, the sales team that I work with, the uh, marketing team that I work with, you know, and it's funny, it, it, in the office, a colleague of mine says, oh, you always say my team, my team. And I said, absolutely, because we are on, the, we're on the same team. Yep. Whether it's my team, your team, 
I take ownership just as much as you would, uh, but I definitely think trusting people to be able to, uh, you know, do what we ask of them. Absolutely. Yeah, great answer. Now, how about resources? I know there's a lot of great ones out there, but is there one in particular you think the CarsDial listeners would really enjoy that you've enjoyed? Absolutely. We have just launched at the beginning of the year LamborghiniAllAccess.com. Cool. And uh, very exciting for us. It's a one-stop location, I would say, for all things Lamborghini North America. So, you know, it's a compliment to Lamborghini.com, which is our official Lamborghini website. But more importantly, LamborghiniAllAccess.com is the website for car enthusiasts, prospects, and current owners to go to to find out what are we doing from the Lamborghini standpoint throughout the U.S. So Amelia Island, we just finished up a, a beautiful winter academia where we were driving Lamborghinis in the snow in Aspen. Uh, so all that information there is accessible on LamborghiniAllAccess.com. Very cool. I'll make sure that is on your show notes page at Cars. Yeah. How about a book? Is there one book in particular that you've read that you think our listeners would really enjoy reading as well? Yes, it's uh, it's not automotive related, but it's definitely very interesting and exciting. It's uh, Pour Your Heart Into It with uh, by Howard Schultz. Oh, yes, I've read that book. Great book. Absolutely. So he gave me that book when I was in junior high. I, wow. uh, yeah, I was uh, lucky enough to be part of a... Uh, a leadership class at Ridgetop Junior High in <laughs> Silverdale, Washington. Yeah. And we did a little project with Starbucks on business uh, growth, and we presented to Howard Schultz, actually. Wow, what an opportunity. Yeah, and he gave us a copy of his book. And I will say, I did not read the book for about five years, <laughs> but uh, when I did read it, I was absolutely fascinated by it. And uh, it's truly a, a direct reflection of how he grew Starbucks into the iconic brand it is today. Yeah, you know, now you're making me feel even older because I, you said when you were in junior high, you got that book. Seems like I just bought that book yesterday, but uh, I did buy it a while back and read it. It was very, very <laughs> enjoyable. And have you had a chance to read his follow-up book that talks about how they kind of pulled Starbucks up out of the doldrums that they kind of got into when the economy tanked? I did. I did. I absolutely did. Um, a, a phenomenal, phenomenal entrepreneur, phenomenal leader, phenomenal businessman. Yeah, absolutely. I've uh, spent a more than a dime or two on coffee at that place. So <laughs> very cool. Yeah. yeah, we all have. Absolutely. Well, listeners, I'll remind you, you can find links to all these great resources Rico's been so kind to share on his very own show notes page at carsya.com. Just put Rico, R-I-C-O, in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. All right, Rico, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. And especially since while we're recording this, you're at Amelia Island for their fantastic Concours. You're going to be seeing some amazing cars, so maybe your answer is one of those vehicles you're going to come across. But if you could have only one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the price because today I'm going to buy you whatever you'd like. What would that, he's got a big smile on his face, what would that one vehicle be and why? You know, Mark, I uh, hope you have very deep pockets. Ooh, okay. I'm ready. You know, I would have to say the, uh, the Lamborghini Asterion. Ooh, and I will before I go into it is you know I'm I'm surrounded by these beautiful cars here in Amelia Island, uh, some very great pieces of history, and um, I think they all have in their own right something very special about them. 
The Lamborghini Asterion is the car that Lamborghini launched uh, in 2014 in Geneva, and it is our hybrid. It is our electric component with the naturally aspirated engine in it. I think what is so special about this car to me is, one, there's only one in the world. Uh, so That's going to be tough for me to acquire, isn't it? We've, we've got that, right? Uh, but most importantly, I think... It's kind of the direction or at least the, the being able to produce something that is of the future. Being able to produce – Lamborghini has always stood for naturally aspirated engines, and we will continue to thrive in that area and, and be great with our research and development of naturally aspirated engines. But you know, for us to be able to show the world that we are not just simply focused in one direction – but we have the depth of 180 degrees or 360 to be able to, to create this masterpiece of electric meeting naturally aspirated engines. Uh, to me, it was super exciting. And uh, it's in the purest form, I think, of what uh, visionary means, cutting edge, and pure, which happen to be Lamborghini's uh, brand values. So, Mark, if you want to send that on by, okay. I live in Washington, D.C., come on and I'll, I'll, we can put it in my garage. Okay, I'll make sure I drive it right there. Wow, what a choice. That's a very unique car to choose and wonderful car. I'll say the last time I got to have the pleasure of being at the Lamborghini factory was in 2011. And the uh, Aventador was being built, but it was behind a big wall. They were two weeks from launching that car. They wouldn't even let us peek in a door because it was, you know, so secretive. But uh, I'll tell you... What I walked away from Lamborghini, that experience, that one trip that I had been there was uh, how far the company had come. And this was in 2011. So now we're a few years later, things have gotten even more evolved. And to, to come out with a hybrid electric combination car, really, really fantastic. So Lamborghini Asterion. Okay, my friend, I'll get to work on that for you right away. <laughs> Rico, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed talking with you and learning more about you. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Lamborghini Asterion? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, for me, it's been a privilege or it is a privilege and an honor to work with uh, such a great iconic brand such as Lamborghini. Every day I go to work and the team is thriving and focused to make a difference um, on all different levels. And so, you know, for people out there that are, have uh, had the opportunity to listen to our conversation and our, our chat is uh, don't lose focus on that. Keep making that difference. Uh, a difference can be as simple as the smile that I put on Nora's face today. It could be as big as delivering a beautiful Lamborghini Huracan 580-2 to a new client, uh, and then everything in between. Um, I think, you know, one thing that I definitely want our listeners to hear is that Lamborghini is focused on providing that Lamborghini experience to its clients, fans, prospects, and anybody else. Uh, and we're, we're going in the right direction, and uh, get ready, because uh, Lamborghini is having some fun, and we're just getting started. Fantastico. I love it. I love it. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything Rico's been so nice to share today at carsyad.com slash Rico. And you can just type Rico because he's got a very unique last name. We had a little talk about that before the show. But just type Rico, R-I-C-O in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. And if you have a chance 
to uh, experience Lamborghini, uh, go online, check out this new website that they got. It'll be, I'll have it posted up on your show notes page. Fantastic, fantastic job that you and your team, your team are doing there. Fantastic. Rico, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and with the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. It's been a pleasure, and uh, I look forward to uh, getting that Asterion. on. Thanks. I'll get it delivered as soon as possible. Ciao, my friend. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.